0: This sound recording is protected through international copyright, Dr. Cindy Mason, and RadioAI.net, 2021, all rights reserved. Radio AI, www.radioai.net. The public resource for artificial intelligence literacy by the people who do AI. Hi, welcome to Radio AI. I'm your host, Cindy Mason. I've worked on AI at NASA Ames, Stanford University, and UC Berkeley. Did you know that the FBI predicts in the next five years, the number one problem facing all of us anywhere in the world will be deep fakes. How your data is collected and how it's used is a big part of that. It's all part of what you might call the great digital hustle. In this two-part Radio AI series, we're gonna talk about the ethics of data collection and AI. Radio AI podcast is in two parts. This is part one. The topic of this Radio AI podcast is about ethics and data collection, but it's also about the AI systems that we're building that are harvesting this data that we've collected. So part one of the Radio AI podcast covers the ethics of data collection, and part two covers the ethics of those AI systems that are processing the data that we've collected. The materials are drawn from a couple of experts One is a professor of law, Daniel Solove, and the other is an organization, EP3 Foundation, whose materials also inspire this podcast. This is part one. We're going to talk about 10 areas of impact from big data collection. Each of these 10 areas of impact will affect our lives in different ways. We are designing artificial intelligence and big data algorithms like machine learning, To process aspects of data about ourselves that most of us are not even aware are being collected. The design aspects of these systems concerns 10 areas that will likely affect our world and our society for generations to come. Okay, let's get started. Ethical data collection item number one are default privacy settings. That is what you sign up for by default. If you don't go behind the scenes and change those settings or even know that they're there, this is true for everything from Zoom to email to Facebook, anything that is, quote, free, quote, air quote. The second area that will affect our lives is data minimization. So what is data minimization? It's basically the idea that the data that's collected is only the data that's relevant. It's only for the specific purpose, so there's not going to be some small piece of code running around your machine trying to connect its data to other people's data or its data to something else that's not relevant to what you've agreed to. That's what data minimization is. Data collection issue number three is the presentation and language of terms and conditions and privacy notices Have you ever looked at a user agreement for, say, a credit card or a free email account? They can be very, very long and have many legal terms that the average person wouldn't have a clue to figure out. In fact, the average person would need an attorney to figure them out and a specialist attorney. In Europe, they passed something called the GDPR. And that gives an individual citizen not only rights concerning their own data, but also requires user agreements not to be more than 10 lines and to be readable by an average person. There's more to the GDPR. I encourage you to Google GDPR and find out as much about it as you can, because hopefully we will have it in the United States at some point. Brazil, Japan, Canada adopted the GDPR immediately. The fourth area is the use of geolocation technology. If you have a modern phone or a modern camera, there's something called metadata that is attached to everything that you take a picture of. It can also be attached to text messages, phone calls, and other things. The metadata tag includes the location, the GPS location. Often there'll also be a timestamp and possibly other information such as what kind of device you're using. This is related to default privacy settings. It may be that you can turn it off, but you don't know that, and you don't know that the default is to keep it on. Number five, the fifth area is automated and semi-automated profiling. Some websites will require you to turn on cookies. Other websites will give you the option. Sometimes I'm able to just scroll past it, as in, ignore the question and just move the mouse down the screen to get the page to flow so I can read it anyway, without clicking anything. Number six in the list of 10 data collection issues is transparency. Transparency of paid-for activity, such as who paid for this marketing and who paid for this product to be located on this page. When I'm reading about healthcare for my nephew, I might later get ads for things related to that search in my browser when I'm reading email from a browser or when I'm watching a YouTube video. The ads that come up will be related to things I've done in other browsers or in the past or maybe about someone else. Number seven. The seventh area is the sharing and resale of data. I think that's basically what it says. The data that gets collected in the cookies and the, the geolocation, all the things we've just talked about, that data is described often in a user agreement that's very, very long and that you probably can't understand. And it is sold and resold for profit by companies. If you look up Google's legal affiliation, they're actually a marketing company. They're not providing a service of search. They're actually providing a service to people who want to place ads. So they're definitely doing analytics on the patterns in which we use their product. And we sign up for this when we use it for free. The eighth item in our list of 10. The eighth area is strategies to encourage extended user engagement. There are actually people who understand our deepest sentiments and purposefully engage music, images, even the location of things on a screen, the way our eyes will naturally be drawn to the colors, shapes. And this is related to our culture as well, what our backgrounds are, who are we? All of these things are useful to people and they collect this data on us and use it in various ways to keep us engaged. Ever hear of something called clickbait? Take a look sometime with a little bit of a distance to notice what it is about yourself that's being drawn into it. Is it fear? Is it anger? There are people who looked at our emotions and how we can be drawn in to find out something. And the longer we're on a website, the more chance there is to influence us. The ninth item in our ethics of data collection list is user reporting and resolution processes and systems. Has anybody ever asked you if you were okay with robocalling? Has anybody ever asked you if it was easy to find something on the IRS website or on the FDA website? I had a senior once ask me to help them try to find a place where they could report an adverse drug interaction with something, it was it was their doctor's recommendation that they reported. And I clicked through approximately 20 different pages and was sent in circles, and I gave up. I'm a computer scientist, and I gave up trying to find the place where I could enter that information about an adverse drug reaction. Were they trying to make it hard? I don't know, but I can tell you, if I didn't have a computer science background, it would be a, even harder. And finally, the last item in our data collection list, number 10, our ability to access advice from independent specialist advocates on all data rights. If something's not right, who do you call? Ghostbusters? The GDPR sets out specific data officers for every single website and institution, school, or governmental agency or nonprofit that collects data and they have their phone number, the location of their office and their office hours, their email, this information is required to be upfront and available to the public. I wonder how many hours have been lost by all of us when we've been hacked, had our identity stolen, in totality, if we added it all up. This has been part one of Ethics of Data Collection and Artificial Intelligence. Each of these 10 areas of impact will affect our lives in different ways. And when we listen to part two, I hope that you will have listened to this and absorbed it, because then you can consider the impact if these kinds of data collections and concerns are then multiplied with AI. This has been Cindy Mason for Radio AI. More cool radio AI podcasts.